Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's just about 534 on Rock 102. It's going to be a cloudy day today. Not a whole lot to write home about. High of only 34. Tonight, cloudy, low at 24. And tomorrow, mostly cloudy. And a blistering 40 degrees. How does that sound? 29 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Man, what a show today. What a show this will be. And I don't want to waste another moment thinking about it. In fact, let's jump right into it now. Fax and Nagel on Rock 102. Listen for Snow Country Ski Reports Monday through Friday at 9.45 a.m. and 6.15 p.m. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 5.52. Bruce Springsteen with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. It is uh, going to be mostly cloudy for today with a high of 32. Tomorrow, 37 for a high. It's 30 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, Kanye West lost it on a TMZ reporter yesterday and snatched her phone. It all started with a report claiming that Kanye had banned his wife, Bianca Sensory, from social media, supposedly for her own protection. So yesterday, Kanye was walking down Hollywood Boulevard on his way to the Walk of Fame ceremony for singer Charlie Wilson, and the who's that? I have no idea. And the reporter asked Kanye if his wife has free will. Do you think? Go back to this Charlie Wilson guy. Are we just old and we don't know who these people are? Yes. Is that what it is? I'm gonna say yes. And the reporter asked Kanye if his wife has free will. Kanye grabbed her phone away from her and started cussing her out. He repeatedly called her the. Uh, he repeatedly called the question "dumbass crap." And also referred to himself as a legend and a grown-ass superhero. I'm a grown-ass superhero! So who uh, who is acting more inappropriately? The, the, the woman who's asking the question that we're all asking about that relationship? Or Kanye? Well, the the answer was revealed in the... Or the... the so whatever. The, her, her question was answered with his lengthy beratement. Perhaps. Uh, he braided her for over three minutes before offering to pay her twice what she makes from TMZ. He finally gave her a phone back and went on his way. Oh, and he was wearing one of those black face cover things the whole time. Because hmm. he doesn't want anybody to see who he is. I certainly, I certainly hope this doesn't uh, you know, damage his reputation anyway. No, I can't imagine that it would. I, mean, I can't imagine anything he would say or do that would you know, leave him kind of ostracized by society. He's like, she might be pregnant. And I can't wait to find out whether I'm going to be a dad or a mom. <laughs> that's how he thinks. I, I miss you know? that guy. <laughs> uh, rumors that Tay-Tay will be, uh, will be performing at the Super Bowl. You know, ever since the Chiefs punched their ticket into the Super Bowl on Sunday. Right. We've been talked that uh, Taylor might join Usher during the halftime show. Well, according to TMZ, and this isn't surprising, Taylor will not be performing in any capacity. She'll just be there as a fan to cheer on Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs. Now, there's also a rumor going around that Taylor won't even make it to Vegas because she's going, uh, she's doing the last four straight shows in Tokyo. You talked about this yesterday. Yeah. The night before the game. But Tokyo is 17 hours ahead of Las Vegas, so when the concert ends, it'll probably be around 5 or 6 a.m. Saturday Vegas time. It only takes about 11 or 12 hours to fly from Tokyo to Vegas, especially when you fly a private jet. 
So there's no issue with her getting there. She'll even have all night Saturday night to rest up before the game. You know, um, I'm sure a lot of people would be very offended if she used, like, the halftime show to advance her career. But let's talk about uh, the reality here. Yeah. I think Travis Kelsey is uh, embellishing his career by hanging out with her. Yeah. Who was giving a rat's ass about Travis Kelsey about a year ago? Nobody did. Just football fans. Nobody did. That was it. Now, now look at him. Now, if it was Patrick Mahomes, on the other hand, that would be a different story. But he's married. Well, but I'm just saying, if yeah. it was if it was like that player versus... Like if he left his wife for Taylor right, Swift. Right, yeah, right. well, then that would be a scandal. It, well, that would be a better... That would make more people watch the NFL. Don't you think? I don't know. Uh, here's some other quick notes. Both United and American Airlines created flights to Vegas with numbers referencing ta- Taylor and Travis. That's terrific. For like 1989, oh, 13, yeah. or whatever his number is. Check out Taylor's response to uh, fans who think she's ruining football. I can't even play that because it's got a lot of profanity in it. And now, uh, and, th- and that's it. That's all I have for you. Because most of these are audio. Yeah. And I can't her her response to the criticism is, I didn't do anything. She's actually right about that. She didn't do anything. All she did was appear in a luxury suite. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Hey, you know what? That's enough for a lot of people. If I went into a luxury suite, no one would uh, bat an eye. It just uh, it, it just drives home the fact that this whole thing is rigged. And uh, oh you know, my god, she's it's all part of the script. Uh huh. She's gonna get the superhero football player at the end, and her life will be complete. Assuming they win. She made over a billion dollars last year, and now she's going to secure the prize right in front of her. A Lombardi trophy, which is all she's ever really wanted. Yeah, that's all. Hell with a Grammy. She just wants the Lombardi. Yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't. She just wants her name on the bottom of that. (laughs) Uh, It appears Britney Spears just apologized to Justin Timberlake for things she wrote about him in her memoir. In an Instagram post, she said, quote, I want to apologize for some of the things I wrote about in my book. If I offended any of the people I genuinely care about, I'm deeply sorry. Maybe you should have thought about that before you wrote the book. I also wanted to say I'm in love with Justin Timberlake's new song, Selfish. It's so good. And how come every time I see Justin and Jimmy Fallon together, I laugh so hard? uh, Oh, you're the one who does that. Yeah. Sanctified is another new track from Justin. He performed it on SNL over the weekend, where he also teamed up with Fallon for a new Barry Gibb talk show skit. One of the uh, biggest reveals in Britney's book was that she got pregnant when she was dating Justin, but she got an abortion because he he didn't want to be a dad. So why is she apologizing to him? I don't know. I have no idea. Mm. Uh, Elmo from Sesame Street just wanted to have a happy start of the week. He tweeted yesterday. Wait a minute. Puppets are tweeting now. How does he do that when his hands are on sticks? I have no idea. He tweeted yesterday, Elmo's checking in. How's everybody doing? Who is that? But he was met with some... That's Elmo. Oh, yeah. But he was met with some sad realness. Here are some of the best responses. One user commented, Elmo, I'm going to be... I'm going to be real. I... I'm going to be real. I am at my effing limit. (laughs) Another said, quote, Elmo, I've got to level with you, baby. We are fighting for our lives. And even T-Pain chimed in. You really? Know, T-Pain. I sure do. I'm, ju- I'm just looking for somebody to talk to and show me some love, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of gross to a puppet. Uh, Dion Warwick replied with a gif of her staring at the camera and looking down. Because that's the only one she knows. That's Dion- it? Dion Warwick on Twitter? Come on. 
That's all she. That's all she knows how to do. <laughs> how does she type with her hands on sticks? I have no idea. Kim Kardashian is going to play Cleopatra uh, in an upcoming documentary series about Liz Taylor. Really? Yeah. Just had something to say. Oh my God! The last time I channeled Liz Taylor was when Ray J gave me the Cleo Splatra. <laughs> All over my pharaoh in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. You ever uh, see Cleo Splatra? No, I haven't. Caitlin? Uh, <laughs> well, I never got that done and dirty with your uh, mother, Chris Kim, but I once gave her some testaroni pasta with some sweet meat sauce. She tongue-fought the hooded warrior. Oh, my God. What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I put the chuckered custard into her piggly wiggly. We had just watched Driving Miss Daisy, and she was really in. <laughs> and there you go. And that's your Hollywood trash of Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people. Rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, remember back a few years ago when four-time NBA All-Star Rajon Rondo used to play for the Boston Celtics? Boy, I sure do. Rajon was quite a solid player. Who can forget all those career highlights? Winning a championship in 2008, piling up an astounding 32 triple-doubles in a single regular season, and then there were the 10 triple-doubles he compiled in the postseason throughout his career. Good for fifth place in the NBA record books. What the hell ever happened to that guy? Well, for starters, Rajon Rondo's been out of basketball since 2022. So what's he been doing with himself these days? According to reports, he's been spending at least some of his time actively enjoying copious amounts of the sedating nature of recreational marijuana. So much so that on Sunday afternoon, he was arrested by Indiana State Police for unlawful possession of marijuana, a smattering of drug-related paraphernalia, and a loaded firearm. The cops initially pulled Rajon over for a traffic violation, and weren't they surprised to find the two-time NBA champion sitting in the car with all those things in his possession? Now, you might think, Faxi, it's just a little bit of marijuana. What's the big deal? To which I would say, nothing. Unless you happen to be driving on an interstate highway in the state of Indiana. Then you have problems. You see, marijuana is not legal in the state of Indiana, nor is it legal for medicinal use. Instead, it is a crime. You know what else is against the law in the state of Indiana? Having a gun in your car with a bunch of marijuana and having it discovered by the state police. Of course, this isn't the first time that Rajan chose to do business with a gun. He's still under a protective order, which he's said to have threatened a woman with a deadly weapon several years ago, thereby making it illegal for him to even have a gun in his possession. So between the weed, the paraphernalia, and the gun that, by law, he should not be allowed to own, Rajon Rondo may have just committed his final triple-double. That's three crimes, a violation of a protective order for possibly twice the amount of jail time. Now that right there is an overachiever. Most people in Indiana would have committed all those crimes at once, especially with all that potential prosecution hanging over your head. But hey, and if I'm yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The road from Clutterville to Tiny Town begins at Rocky's. The big five-shelf heavy-duty shelving unit, only 60 bucks. The heavy-duty storage totes, nine bucks. And those really big suckers, 13 bucks. Get out of Clutterville and get yourself to the nearest Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 612 and Def Leppard with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102.
Mostly cloudy today with a high of 32. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a high of 37. It's 30 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, I really feel like maybe we need to schedule more of these field trips between uh, between us. Well, as long as the boss is paying for them, I'm, uh, I'm all about that. Well, I would have even, uh, you know what I've said, what I've done this? I don't know. Well, I, I, would, I, I almost would have uh, chipped in for the bill yesterday. Well, well I, I would have paid for this food, and I, I plan on going back uh, to this place uh, to this. Yesterday, uh, you and I went over to Fletcher's Barbecue because apparently Marty Caproni had a um, a colonoscopy he had to go to. Because, you know, those things uh, yeah. just, you know, spontaneously uh, happen. There's no right. real planning. Like one day you say, boy, I feel like uh, – I feel like emptying out my entire system by drinking the sludge for a, a, you know, a few hours. Listen, when you got one show a week to worry about that requires uh, $20 for dinner and a comedy show, yeah. your whole world gets turned upside down and you uh, miss appointments left and right. Well, the last thing I think Marty would want to do would be to yeah. drink a whole bunch of Go Lightly on a Thursday night. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I'd like to drink uh, Go Lightly. <laughs> Not on a Thursday night when you're on stage, you don't. I, you know what? I've been up on that stage before. <laughs> It's almost like I've drinking go lightly. Worst things I've seen yeah, your act. Worst yeah. things have happened. But uh, but but he eventually showed up. Yeah. So get a load of this. Yeah. Okay. So he uh, he texts you on Sunday night. Like, dude, I can't make it. I got a colonoscopy. Completely no, forgot no, no, about no. it. It was Monday morning. It was Monday morning. Yeah. I said uh, I said you're all set for this Fletcher's thing at eleven thirty, right? And he's like, oh man, I got this colonoscopy. I'm like, okay. I, I mean, I don't because we've been you know we've had to cancel. Last week, uh, because uh, you know, yeah. Bill Fletcher, the owner of the place, couldn't be there, and he really wanted to be there, so we postponed it to yesterday. Yep. And he and, and at no point during the the texting conversation did Marty did it register. Oh, I'm not supposed to do that. I you know I I had asked him uh, be, before the weekend, and he said he was all set. Yeah. And then he apparently he dropped a bomb on me. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He showed up anyway after the colonoscopy because you know why not? Well, I got to yeah. tell you, it, it, have you had one yet? No, no, no. All I'm right. I'm scheduled to have one later this year. Oh, you got to yeah. you absolutely got to love it. It's the greatest thing ever. But I will tell you, when you're done, yeah. You've never been more hungry in your life because you are cleaned out. Yes. And uh and so, you know, when I've had one, my first choice is, you know, I just want breakfast. I want breakfast. So, you know, we go to like if, if it was at uh, if I had the thing done at Bay State, maybe go to like memos in West Springfield. OK. OK. Get yourself an omelet about the size of a sofa cushion. Right. And you're good. I would not think that the first thing that I would want would be barbecue after well, a colonoscopy. Isn't food food? I mean, I've had one of those endoscopy things before. Yeah, and, but you've uh, been through it. Uh, but you have been through some level of physical trauma with a colonoscopy. Yeah. Do you want to? force that into your system or do you want something maybe a little bit less intrusive well you gotta be a warrior sometimes and you i gotta, guess so you gotta uh suit up and, and go in for the kill oh he definitely manned up there's no doubt about it which uh which by the way this entire feast we had yesterday was was kind of like it reminded me of like uh, watching one of those National Geographic videos where uh, where a caribou is laying there and a uh -huh. bunch of lions are just feeding off of it. That's right. kind of how that's kind of how that went. 
I uh, kind of related to. You ever see like a Viking movie where like Vikings are are eating? Oh, and they're like digging their hands into the into the buffalo. And yeah, the, exactly. Like there's no yeah. u, there's no utensil. There's no yeah. napkin. There's none of that. Just pure animalistic ripping through meats. Right. So uh, so we show up yesterday. It was just us at first, and then Marty eventually joined us. But uh, but we ordered um, the burnt ends. Szechuan. Szechuan burnt ends, yeah. which are very, very good. And uh, bao, pork belly bao. I thought you said it was bao. Well, it looks like bao, but I was corrected. It's not Scott bao. No, Scott bao has nothing to do with it. Well, whoever made these was certainly in charge. Um, yes, they were. Uh, that would be Bill Fletcher, the owner of the uh, the restaurant. Now, we, uh, it, you know, we, I felt like it would be best to, to not just order anything off the menu, but kind of sample yeah. what they had, because yeah, you want to get a... You want to get a good idea of what we're talking about here, and and Bill Fletcher and the and the staff were were very very nice. They knew we were coming. They treated us perfectly. So they have a thing called the barbecue platter, yeah, which you can get either two or three barbecued meats plus a bunch of sides. There's coleslaw, there's beans, yep. uh, what have you. And uh, we thought, well, since you can order a like a three meats per platter, why not get two platters yeah. and we'd sample all the meats yes because we're large and we can handle that kind of meat on a plate yeah right oh yeah so uh so we got we got ribs we got chicken we got uh pastrami pastrami brisket lean and moist and two different kinds kinds of brisket you say brisket yeah the lean yeah. and moist brisket. lean and the moist brisket and, and sausage, sausage. Yeah. yes and uh wasn't there pulled pork in there there somewhere? was there, there was, was some pulled, pulled pork. pork in there yes. as well uh, and it's it comes on this giant plate. So do I. And then it, it, that it's means this, two things. That means two things. It it comes on this giant plate, and so we had these two plates in front of us. And on top of that, he's bringing out all these sides, like macaroni and cheese. He's yeah. bringing out a potato salad. Okay. And here's the thing that I I'm hooked on these things. The grits. I have never had like good grits before. It's always been like. You know, I've tried it at a Waffle House when I went down south, and it's not that great. Like they didn't taste that great. It was more like a like a tasteless oatmeal kind, yeah. of, kind of texture to well, it. Well, that's why you got to add stuff to it, like a whole crap load of cheese yes. or, or some gravy. Uh, so, so what was explained to me by uh, by Bill was mm-hmm. uh, that has a healthy amount of Parmesan cheese in it, and I was like. Healthy in what way? Like healthy, healthy to the point where it's yeah. no longer healthy. Right, right. That's kind of where I was going. With like that. The, the word "healthy" is somewhat of a misnomer. It's not real healthy. It's just cheesy. And that stuff was so good. I couldn't oh, yeah, stop. I, love that stuff. I couldn't stop eating the grits. The grits were were so. I mean, everything was great, but the grits were were amazing. The chicken, that rotisserie smoked chicken, mm-hmm. that was good. There's there's nothing better than the smoky flavor on a on a rotisserie chicken. There's something about that that just uh, that was me. that was good. I I think my favorite thing was the moist brisket. The moist brisket was probably the top thing. Yes. Not that there was anything wrong with the uh, the uh, the unmoist brisket but that moist brisket with the extra fatty stuff going through it well some oh. people some people don't like the to chew the fat yeah i can't you know. respect people like that i know i don't know what you go to a is. barbecue restaurant and say oh i want to eat lean then get out of the barbecue restaurant yeah. and go somewhere else but you know what you're in long middle you gotta like appease to the crown that was like that lady i told you about years ago i worked at that fancy italian restaurant and she yeah. would order the filet mignon well done like, oh my why? god what are you doing you're ruining the piece of meat you might as well just eat stew beef 
Anyway, so yeah, I, like honestly, it's like the worst thing you can do. So, uh, but but we had all of that, and then uh, oh, what was the, there was another thing? Oh, the mac and cheese with the pulled pork on top. Yeah, that too. was that good was too. a good one. That and was awful. They, good. I don't, again, I'm not a baked beans fan. Mm-hmm. Were they good? I I really don't. Yeah, know. no, they were they were good. They were good. And, you know, we and thing is, there was so much food. Yeah. That uh, you know, we all brought. Uh, we all had to bring stuff home. We all had a doggy bag. Yeah, mine was about like fifteen pounds worth of food, and I you know, I brought that home, and that was uh, that was uh, that was, I want to say that was going to be my dinner, but I literally couldn't eat anything after I, that lunch. I was so full after yesterday. Oh that my I God. could not. I couldn't. It was like rolling out of there. Yeah. On the way out because the final thing that he he gave us. Was the banana pudding? Well, because they, you know, they always say, uh, "Are you guys uh, interested in dessert?" And we're the three of us looking at each other like, "No, we're, you, we're no, really not." Do you have any room for dessert? That's what it was. It reminded me very much of that scene in uh, the Meaning of Life, Monty Python's Meaning of Life, where mm-hmm. Mr. Creosote gets the wafer thin mint. Oh, I, yeah, I yeah. was at that point where that if I had the wafer thin mint, uh, Mr. Creosote would have burst into a giant pool of vomit at that point. Yeah, yeah, but. Uh, it was it was really good. This banana pudding. Mm-hmm. It was almost like putting like a giant chunk of whipped cream with a banana into it in your mouth, which I'm very used to. Yeah, I want to bet you are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't overwhelmingly uh, banana-y. You know, like if you're not a big fan of bananas, it, it the the pudding part was delicious. Yeah, and it wasn't even like a, a traditional like uh, you could clearly tell it wasn't Jello pudding. It was like no. homemade pudding, and it was uh, it was very light and fluffy, and it was so good. Oh. And uh, you know what? I'm going to have a video up probably later today uh, of our little excursion over at Fletcher's. Yeah, so, uh, but thank you, you very much to Bill Fletcher. That was a that was a nice nice lunch. That was a good time. We will be back. And now we got to figure out what our next place, our next field trip's going to be. I mean, I know Marty wants to go to the zoo, but I got news for you: there ain't nothing to eat at the zoo. Well, except like you know that that kibble you get out of the. Uh, out of, the, out of the machine for a quarter, which is supposed to feed like the, uh, the 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 goats out of your hand. Wait a minute, wasn't there an alpaca that escaped and then they caught it? Yes, I think that's they roast those after after they've ca- that's the punishment for escaping from the Lupa Zoo. Is roasting the alpaca? Uh, listen, you uh, you took your chances. You didn't get away. One of the sheriff's department deputies found you. <laughs> And now we're gonna have a feast. Now we're gonna have you for dinner. Yeah. Hey, maybe uh, maybe they can uh, do smoked uh, smoked alpaca <laughs> over there at Fletcher's. It's six twenty three at Rock one hundred two. For the ones who get it, it's, uh, six twenty six with Bax and Nagel and Rock one hundred two. Uh, Dan Brown, we'll give you the forecast because he's the pro. Uh, let's see what do we got uh, going here on here uh, today. Oh yes, uh, you know the uh, the big game is coming up in uh, exactly what thirteen days. 12 days i i I can't even count the big Uh, game i'm not sure what the name of that is well Uh, i can't can't uh, really say that i can't specifically tell you all i can tell you is that rock 102 has your big game hookup go to rock 102.com sign up for your chance to win one lucky listener will win a 100 hour gift certificate to the hangar pub and grill that's not so that's not too shabby a 100 hour gift certificate to the tudor house liquors in east long meadow again not shabby and a solo stove bonfire courtesy of bud light the official beer sponsor of the nfl and of Super Bowl 58. We'll choose a winner on February 9th. Your chance to win the big game hookup from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. That's a pretty sweet prize. It is, actually. Uh, you know, I'm surprised the uh, NFL hasn't cornered the big game as as one of the uh, things you can't say when you're promoting something. I think that's, um, 
I, I think there are some allowances, and that one they've agreed to let people use the big game. Like you can't yeah. be, you can't be a bar and throw a party associated with the actual name of that event, but you can't say we're throwing a big game party. Why don't you say a large game party? Right, the biggest game of the year party. Uh, you know, it would be nice to 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 say the actual word. Which one? Those two words that we can't say when we're talking about this particular game. Well, I was able to mention that Bud Light was the official beer sponsor of the NFL and of that event. Oh, Which is coming up in a few days. Well, there you go. Right. Would you like to laugh? Yeah, sure. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's classic rock. So a drunk with a tux walks into a bar, right? A drunk with a tux. Yeah, he approaches the bar and shouts, Bartender, drinks for everybody. A drink for me and a drink for yourself. So the bartender pours all the drinks. The whole bar cheers as they drink, you know, right? Mm -hmm. And afterwards, the bartender hands the bill to the man who just shrugs and says, Oh, I didn't bring my wallet with me tonight. Sorry. Right? (laughs) And the bartender uh, proceeds to beat the living daylights out of this guy and then throws him out, right? The next night, the same guy stumbles back into the bar wearing a tux, again, clean, right? Yep. Says, bartender, drink for everybody and for me and for yourself. So the bartender goes, this guy can't be that stupid. I hope for his sake that he came to pay for last night's drinks, too. Also, I feel pretty bad about beating him up yesterday, so I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. So he pours all the drinks, the whole bar cheers, and they all drink. The bartender hands the bill over to the man, and the man shrugs again and says, up, oh, forgot my wallet again, Sorry. <laughs> And the bartender proceeds to beat the the man even harder than he did the night before and then kicks him out. On the third night in a row, the bartender can't believe when he sees this guy return, all dressed up in the tux, right? Yeah. And uh, the guy says, bartender, drink for everyone, including one for myself. And the bartender's fuming and, and grins and says, what, no drink for me tonight? And the drunk looks at him and says, nah, man, you get too violent when you drink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the truth. It really wasn't about that. It was about because he wasn't paying. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I guess I misunderstood. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102. Springfield's. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. And the top news this morning Jersey Mike's will be opening in Longmeadow this week. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Jersey Mike's Sub will visually open its doors in Longmeadow this week and will also be holding a fundraiser to support the town's library. The restaurant's grand opening is set for tomorrow and will be located at 819 Williams Street. It'll be open from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. seven days a week. Now, here's the crazy part about this whole thing. I don't know if you're aware of this, of where the exact, the, the exact location is here. Mm-hmm. That takes over the location of the previous subway in Longmeadow. I never went to that one. And ah, yeah. Is that what in which plaza is that in? Is that in the one so with the uh office building looking thing or is that yes. on the other side with the So you got the Calvin. meeting house, the old uh, Hukilao, right? Yeah. And then you got that building to its right. Yeah. That's where it's gonna be. And on the other side would be like the liquor store and gotcha. uh, the the toy store and all that other stuff. Well, the toy store is gone, isn't it? No, it's a new toy store. Oh, it's a different toy store? Yeah, Kiddly Winks is now, uh, I forgot the name of the new one, but it's now another toy store. I really liked Kiddly Winks. They had some good stuff in there for for kids. They'd also wrap the gift and do it very, very well. Yeah, I kind of like that service. I don't know if they still do it, but those ladies in there knew how to wrap a gift. They did. Anyway, customers can head to the store's library to receive a card that can be used 
at Jersey Mike's Sub to make a $3 donation to the library, and you get a free regular sub. This offer is only valid from Wednesday through Sunday. The process of opening this Jersey Mike's began two years ago while I was serving on active duty in the military, said the franchise owner, Nate Tupper. My wife and I are very excited to bring this amazing brand to Longmeadow and share it with our friends and neighbors. Jersey Mike Subs is known for its premium meats and uh, cheese sliced on top of its in-store baked bread, which uses the same recipe they started in 1956. Wow. Delivery is also available to the restaurant's uh, website, app, and third-party delivery services. Man, the people of Longmeadow must be just uh, exploding with excitement. This, uh, I, I told you before, I grew up near the original Jersey Mike's mm-hmm. down, uh, down in southern New Jersey. And, uh, man... It was good then. It's not bad now, but it's not the same because the. I mean, when you're talking about a small business at the time, back mm-hmm. in like the 80s, when it was still only like two or three little stores that they had down there, right? Before they became like nationally franchised or whatever, it was uh, it was pretty damn good, and uh, but now like. You have to cheapen up the ingredients. That's the problem with, with that kind of thing. Well, and then you, all of a sudden it becomes... <clears throat> you know, once upon a time, uh, Applebee's was a single, yeah. uh, you know, a, a single, you know, restaurant. You know, going all yeah. the way back to, to 1980 in Decatur, uh, Decatur, Georgia. Yeah. And uh, people thought, oof, this is the best restaurant I've ever been to in my life. Yeah. And then what happens is, is... Uh, People go and they said, "Hey, I like to I like to be a franchisee of this place." And it expands and it expands and gets yeah. bigger and bigger. And the bigger they get, sometimes uh, the 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 quality goes down simply because yeah. of the basic economics of running that kind of business. Uh, I, I'm sorry though, we're gonna have to do the uh, the best grinder in the area contest now. Oh now that Jersey Mike's is open, I'm gonna go with Richards over in West Springfield and Westfield. Cause that, that's like fresh baked bread. That's yeah. that's the way I remember. Uh, uh, well, they used to call them sub sandwiches down in New Jersey, but yeah, and they call Jersey Mike's subs. You know, it's not yeah. Jersey Mike's grinders. Yeah, but people are gonna go there and say, yeah. "Like a, a meatball grinder, please." But uh, Richards over over there, that's that's got some uh, that's yeah. got some serious uh, uh, like homemade type of. I don't know if I could there. if I could uh, call just one winner of the of the best grinder in the area there's a bunch of them that are really quite good i, I, I guess tough. it would have to depend on what you're getting what type of sandwich you're getting yeah because like some say like if you want like a meatball grinder some places meatballs are substantially better or like yeah. a tuna grinder yeah right. like some people really uh, do it up with a tuna and some people destroy tuna it's like uh, it all depends where the miracle whip is used uh to me it's more about the bread if you don't have good bread, you can't have a good sandwich. Mm-hmm. The bread really makes everything. Because anybody can buy a crackus and slice it and put ham on a on a piece of bread. Right. But if the bread's stale and no good. And what good is a sandwich? That's why I'm telling you about the, the, the Richards place. Yeah. There. I chastised that guy last week, too. Why? The owner of Richards. Because he hasn't listened to me. I told him. He's, he, right behind the store, maybe a quarter of a mile away, is a dispensary. And you have to turn down that gate nine by the big E in order to get down there. Right. And I was like, where's your sign out there saying, hey, when you're done picking up your weed, come on in here for a, for a grinder. 
Just put a little sign out there. That's all you need. It's a good idea. It's you a know, great marketing uh, campaign. I should be doing the marketing for yeah, that place. Yeah, because people who uh, are regular users of weed typically eat eat a because lot. a lot yes yeah. they get the serious munchies you don't, you don't think that's a real thing you don't know anything about weed you know what i should start one of those uh you know how like they do the wine pairings with the oh well you, you could do a a robert mundavi merlot with yeah. your with your pasta dish or right. something like that I weed pairing do, i should do the weed pairing like Listen. which which chips go best with what kind of weed well this uh this indica strain is uh, goes really good with a grinder from richards uh, which is right down the street mm. you know see i could i could do the whole marketing thing for them this has a a a, a wonderful uh a wonderful pairing with like uh flaming cheetos Flaming Cheetos. Yeah, that's a that's a piquant type of uh, type of connection. <clears throat> I like Flaming Cheetos. Do you really? You know what my kid made last week? The flaming hot Cheetos with cheese over the top of it, and shoved it in the microwave for fifteen seconds, and watched the cheese melt. It was like having uh, flaming hot Cheeto nachos. It was really good. That kid is a genius. It is. Uh, you know what? I'm. Uh... Can you put her in a, like a special school or something for uh, you know accelerated? Brilliant children. I, I should. I absolutely should. Because I think she's floundering in those public schools. Police are looking to identify the owner of two dogs in custody of animal control that are malnourished in Enfield. According to Enfield Police, animal control received custody of two female pit bull terrier dogs on Monday. Both dogs were found to be malnourished, and one recently may have had a litter of puppies. The Enfield police are searching for the public's help in identifying the owner or someone who was supposed to be caring for these dogs. If you have any information, you're asked to contact animal control. Uh, down in Enfield, or you can uh, email uh, them as well. All that information is on the Enfield Police uh, website and Facebook page. So uh, there you go. Um, let's see. Uh, there's a kid they're looking for out in Dudley. The Dudley Police Department is seeking the public's help in locating a missing 16-year-old. According to the Dudley Police, 16-year-old Olivia was last seen walking on West Main Street towards Brandon Road in Dudley over 24 hours ago. She was wearing teal and white pants with an oversized black hoodie. She's about five foot two, weighs about 140, and has shoulder-length red and brown hair and blue eyes. If you have any information on her whereabouts, you're asked to call the uh, the state police. Uh, let's see. Where's microplastics in your meat? Isn't that something nice to wake up to? Um, what kind of meat are we talking about? From chicken nuggets to tofu, American proteins have a microplastics problem. An environmental pollution study published on Monday reviewed a wide range of meat, fish, and vegetarian meat alternatives and found that 88% of them contain some form of microplastics. Microplastics are tiny pieces of plastics approximately the size of a grain of sand or mm -hmm. human, human hair, which... Uh, carry a host of potential health risks. I don't want to have a, a human hair in my tofu. I'll eat around it. I've eaten human hair on tofu before. Did you order it that way? No, I think it just came that way. Uh, waiter, so, can I have extra human hair, please? Based on uh, annual protein consumption of habits of Americans, the scientists found that the average American takes in 11,500 microplastics per year, with the highest protein consumers taking in as many 3.8 million plastic fragments and fibers. Those samples included fillets from wild fish, shrimp from the Gulf, prepared meats like beef and chicken, and tofu and plant-based ground beef alternatives. The findings represent a startling reminder of how just how prolific plastic pollution has become. Mm. Humans live on land, and yet seafood samples are just as likely to be contaminated with plastics as our terrestrial-derived proteins. 
uh, study lead author, Dr. Britta Batchelor, a marine biologist and associate uh, director of plastic sciences at, o- at Ocean Conservancy. Is anyone here a marine biologist? <laughs> the seas were angry that day. You know, uh, when you think about it, uh, though, like a, like a chicken nugget, okay, regardless of what kind of shape it's in, whether it's a shape like a dinosaur or yeah. or like a, like the natural uh, nugget shape, you know, like yeah. they grow in nature, uh, that meat is not like solid chicken usually. Oftentimes, it's kind of like a processed, churned up uh, chicken well, loaf type of thing. Yeah, it's many different pieces of chicken all yeah. churned in a giant vat and yeah. then spit out into the form of a chicken nugget. Actually, I think the the technical word is extruded. Uh, the, it is extruded out and then formed into a, into <coughs> you know uniform shapes. Did you ever extrude your nuggets? I have, uh, but you know, due to certain uh, you know legal issues, I can't talk about that in public. However, uh, when you think about that, uh, you wonder: Well, is it possible that on, on the factory level that things could fall into that vat of churned up extruded chicken pieces? And I would think, of course, you're going to have plastic, sawdust, uh, cigarettes, uh, toenails. Uh, you know, boogers, you name it. There's got to be all kinds of things in there that you're eating that you didn't even know about. Yeah, I uh, got to be a certain amount of FDA approved human hair that is in those nuggets that kids today don't even know as long as they're dipping it in barbecue sauce or honey mustard. Hence the term mystery meat. I like exactly it. my point. I like it. It's all like a mystery. It. I, I like a good mystery, don't you? Mm-hmm. Just not when I'm putting it in my mouth. You know, they, so wait a minute. You're telling me you said this last week. The those nuggets that are shaped like dinosaurs are not. They don't actually come out like that way off the chicken. They are not cut off the chicken in the shape of a dinosaur. They are molded huh. by extruded meats. Next thing you're going to tell me those uh, those smiley face potatoes are not. Uh, it's not. I, I thought that was a special potato no. where they cut it and then it's a face. It's a shape of a smiley face. No, they uh, they do not grow in nature that way. Those are one of my favorite types of fries, though. The smiley face ones. You ever have those? Yeah, I've had. They're them. like puffy, I and know. and they get nice and crispy in the air fryer. Mm-hmm. And then you, mm mm I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I, I guess I'm more of a traditionalist. I like my fries like just like fries. Even We're, even waffle fries, I like them, but I still still uh, prefer just a fry. If anybody knows a restaurant where I can get those smiley face fries, <laughs> I'd be happy to uh, to know where it comes. You might have to order off the kids menu, but uh, <laughs> your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be cloudy with a high of 32. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 37. It is 30 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh yeah. <laughs> Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 651 and the Rolling Stones of Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Always a good song right before you're about to go into your workplace. <laughs> yeah. Disaster uh, is about to happen. Yeah, but that's, uh, that's yeah. listen, you got a whole day ahead of you. Yeah. Uh, join Steve and the road crew this Friday from 7 to 9. It's the Free Music Friday concert series returning to the Aria Ballroom at MGM. You, if you loved uh, Free Music Friday outdoors, you're going to love it indoors where it's nice and toasty. Aquanet is the, the band this week, the tribute to uh, 80s rock and metal. Stop by the Rock 102 table to register for your chance to win a bunch of great prizes. That's this Friday, 7 to 9, the Aria Ballroom at MGM Springfield with Steve Nagel and the road crew on Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. That's going to be a great time, and uh, I'm going to leave early so I make sure I'm there on time. Well, there's no uh, hockey game 
on Friday. The uh, the Thunderbirds are out of town on Friday night, so yeah. there'll be no reason why ten thousand people need to use that parking garage. Well, I'm always that night. I'm always on time or early for everything, so I uh, I just uh, except for maybe this morning and yesterday and two weeks ago and a week before and that. There, and, and there was a, that three-week stretch where you couldn't make But I'm just saying, for the time, most part, I'm on time. Yeah, no, I get it. Listen, uh, I'm sure you won't uh, fall into the same trap that I fell into last yeah. Friday where I was in a, uh, a monkey fist of traffic, unsolvable, yeah. unmoving. Unmoving. Like yeah. At a dead standstill. It's like a sea of cars on Columbus Avenue. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, here's a horrible story. A New Hampshire woman is in critical condition after she fell into a dumpster and was loaded onto a trash truck on Monday. She fell into the dump ch- dumpster in Manchester, and the truck picked up the bin without knowing somebody was inside. Mm-hmm. The driver spotted the woman through a camera located inside the truck and called for help. Rescuers used a basket and a crane from a fire truck to lift her out. Can't they just tilt the thing back and get her <laughs> off? Like, is, how does that work? That's usually what they do. You know, and, and, you know, she was, like, screaming, but she couldn't hear because the guy was playing music right over the uh, top of the Yeah, right. And the trash. Yeah. It's unclear how long the woman was in the dumpster. She told firefighters she was, uh, she fell in when she was throwing away her trash. How do you fall into a dumpster? I don't believe that for a second. I don't believe that for a second, that you fell in while you were putting your trash in and then just happened to be that's when the truck came by yeah i mean unless you're like short and you had to kind of like climb up a little bit yeah. in order to put it in there there's but still there's something more to this than what uh than what we're doing now what would have happened if this has been a recycling week oh man now you wouldn't want to know what happened you know what happens you all go to the same pile anyway all that recycling you tell me, a bunch of hogwash you're telling me the recycling uh, redemption center doesn't sort through like uh Human beings and then like glass you know, and cans. I don't, I never understood this whole recycling business because one time I saw one of those undercover boss shows on CBS, right? Where they, they were, it was like a waste management thing, and and they had conveyor belts, and these people were picking off like, <clears throat> like if somebody put in the trash, and there was people like picking off the plastic bottles and glass bottles and stuff that were going along the, the, the conveyor belt, but I'm like. But then I hear from other trash people that it all just goes into the same damn pile anyway, no matter what happens. So I don't know if there's certain companies that do that and certain companies that don't do that. I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Imagine how labor intensive it would be to go through every piece of recycled business there is. I mean, it'd be ridiculous. Listen, recycling is one of the biggest scams going right now. No kidding. It's not. I mean, it, it's all it is is a, is a cost it's cost. It's just cost more money to do, even though most of that trash is going into the same pile. Yeah. Like it just gets dumped. That's why we have this like island of plastic in India. Did you see that one? I did. With a big, there are all these Walmart bags and plastic jugs. Yeah, all those piled things piled up. Those things need to be in an ocean somewhere. Yeah, not in a, not in a, a, you know, a landlocked country like. Uh, well, not uh, India is not really landlocked, but you know what I'm saying. How is the beluga whale going to build a nice? plastic playscape for her youngins if you don't have that plastic in the ocean you know what you know what who really appreciates all those uh, yeah. those pieces of plastic waterfowl ever see those tra- those uh, oh, those yeah. birds try to you know, take plastic off each other's faces that's a game for them they love it well they like wearing those uh, those six-pack plastic 
thingies that hold things together that yeah. has like necklaces and jewelry. Yeah, water turtles, yeah. Uh, yeah. tortoises, they love that stuff. Oh, sea turtles. Sea turtles. Oh, yeah. they're crazy. It's like, it. oh, check out my bling I got from the from the land. Who? where'd you get that? Uh, I got it from the beach. Where'd you get it? <laughs> I got it from Claire's. I had a gift card. Ooh, what's that? A Snapple cap on your head? Mmm, <laughs> you look delicious. Have a selfie for Snap. <laughs> yeah, that's what they need. Yeah. Snapchat needs like a like a like a, a refuse filter, so you get like it, it covers you with garbage. Well, well, their Snapchat like we like we do Snapchat filters, and it turns us into animals. They do the opposite and turn them into humans. They're like, look, I'm a human being irresponsible with my trash on the beach. It's six fifty seven at Rock One Hundred Two. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, while many of us will be preparing for Super Bowl 58 between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers, I should remind you that the game isn't happening for another 12 days. That's a long stretch with what seems like nothing to do. But I assure you that the football fans of this country will be taking well care of will be taken care of this weekend thanks to the thrilling Pro Bowl activities that have been scheduled throughout the week. Oh sure, it's easy to believe the NFL Pro Bowl is a meaningless charade of haphazard activities, but I can assure you the NFL has spared no expense in providing you, the non-ticket-paying fan, to be delighted with all the many Pro Bowl-related events that the league has carefully handpicked for you to enjoy. Yes, the Pro Bowl itself has been downgraded to a safety-conscious flag football-style exhibition between the NFC and AFC Conference All-Stars, but let's not forget the skills competitions. This year, the lineup includes two days of activities, The ones on Thursday, you can enjoy the best catch competition, precision passing, closest to the pin, high stakes punting, dodgeball, and something called kick-tack-toe. And for Sunday, hold your hats for the official Madden football head-to-head competition, the gridiron gauntlet, a tug-of-war, and and then the move the chains competition in which Lyman will attempt to pull 3,000-pound weights off a wall. How great does that sound? And then you have the game itself. You know, once upon a time, the Pro Bowl was an actual football game with tackles, strategy, and the possibility of career-ending injuries. Today, the game has been reduced to a seven-on-seven flag football game in which the, uh, the in which last year's players on the winning team scored eighty-four thousand dollars in prize money apiece, and those on the losing team only won forty-two thousand dollars. That's the sort of high-stakes schedule of explosive events that they got planned. If that doesn't captivate you in some way, then you almost have to wonder what will it take to peel you away from your very busy lives. I mean, the NFL is giving you a whole all-you-can-eat buffet of football-related fun and enjoyment. How could you possibly have something better to do with your time than this? But hey, enough of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Everyone's got different needs this time of year. Maybe you need a snowblower, an ice scraper. Rocky's is your winter storm headquarters before and after the storm. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 709 and sticks with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be cloudy today with a high of 32. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 37. It is 30 right now in downtown Springfield. About another round of Am I the A-Hole? Yes. Well, I know I am. I'm just uh No, I just said I'm, I'm ready for another round of it. Oh, I thought I you wasn't. were referring to me as... Uh, 
Whatever. Anyway. Well, not yet. All right. Well, here we go. Are you ready for the first one? Sure. Am I the a-hole yes. for uh, getting my coworker an allergic attack and getting her sent to the hospital? <laughs> so I, 22 male, and my coworker Lucas, 23 male, decided to surprise our coworker Lily, 25 female, for her first year anniversary. With permission from our boss, we decided to fill up her entire office with balloons. Now, normally we start working at 9 a.m., uh, but for this, we came in three hours early at 6 a.m. Oh, they really wanted to surprise me. Wow, they were a bunch of go-getters. Together, we spent around $50 worth of equipment to do this. We finished this within two hours and started waiting until Lily came in the office. My name is Susan. Well, you look like a Lily. After 45 minutes, she uh, arrived, and she went up to her office, and once she got to her office, she opened the door, and the entire room was filled with balloons. But since there were so many, a lot of them escaped the room and fell onto Lily. She suddenly started screaming and backed off really quickly. We went out out of hiding and surprised her. Then she said she was very allergic to latex, but I didn't understand. She explained that the balloons are made of latex and that I should have known that she was allergic to latex. After about 30 minutes, the allergic reaction became so severe she had to be rushed to the hospital. I didn't mean to do this since I thought balloons were made out of rubber. That's what... Late isn't that a form of rubber? Is latex rubber? Um, yeah. Uh, it's been two days and she's recovering at home since returning from the <laughs> hospital today. So, am I the a hole? No, you just gave her the gift of a two day vacation. Well, I mean, I think there might be a little detail missing from here. It almost sounds like they did this on purpose, knowing that she had a latex reaction to it. To me, it does anyway. See, I kind of get the opposite. Like, how would they possibly know that she had a latex reaction unless she told them? Um, maybe. Maybe they had no idea. Well, It'd be like if you if you filled up someone's office space with a bunch of uh, you know peanut shells. Yeah. And they had like a peanut allergy. Well, why would you do something like that? I don't know. Why does anyone do anything? I mean, I would never give anybody anything peanuts with with peanuts in it because. Unless I ask them, hey, you're not allergic to peanuts, are you? Because I got these whole uh, chocolate peanut clusters here. And if they say yes, they're like, oh, sorry. Yeah. I'll go to the person who's not allergic to that. See, I would think like if you, if she hadn't alerted everybody, hey, I got a major problem with latex. Yeah. And the only way they would have been able to figure this out would be to investigate her what? her uh, her health, health records. That might indicate she's got this problem. Well, you're, you're absolutely right because I'm reading all these comments here and it kind of makes sense now. It, Unless there was a no balloon order from HR, the boss allowed you to do this. Yeah. So the boss gave you permission to fill her office with balloons as a surprise. You think she's uh, she's probably going to sue now? I would I would imagine so. Um, well, I mean, if the if the boss is any kind of boss at all, they would, uh, you know, maybe chip in for the <clears throat> the medical expenses of uh, you know being in a hospital for two days. Yeah. I mean, if they're any kind of boss at all. But we all know most people don't work for that kind of guy. This uh, this commenter, I didn't mean to do, uh, uh, quoting the the person, I didn't mean to do this uh, since I thought balloons were made of rubber. That suggests to me that at least he didn't, uh, did know about her allergy but didn't think balloons were a problem because he didn't think they were made of latex. Ooh, that's a good mm. uh, Sherlock Holmes type of uh, piecing together. Very the interesting deduction. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, and somebody also said rubber is latex. It's latex rubber. See, I think this is, uh, there are no true a-holes in this. I mean, they were just, if the intention was just to have fun for this uh, woman's birthday, I mean, how are they going to know that she was going to have 
this kind of physical uh, reaction to yeah. a bunch of balloons. People love balloons. I love balloons. I do too. But if I'm allergic to them, I'm not going to want them. Get Probably those, not. Should have gotten those Mylar ones. Those yeah. are expensive, though. Yeah, that was, those will cost That would have cost you more than 50 bucks to set up, that's for sure. Uh, let's see. You ready for another one? Yes. Am I the a-hole yes. for tracking how much my friend eats to prove that she doesn't eat as well as me and she needs a top... She needs to stop saying that. Uh, this is such a weird situation. I used to be overweight. I was pretty fat, and I'm finally at a healthy weight. I live in, with a long-term friend, and she didn't join me on my fitness journey, but keeps making comments. It started with comments about uh, doing the same things as me. Like, I ate a salad today, but I know for a fact she didn't. I went on a run, and I know it is a lie, so it was constant lies when I questioned her. She clams up. Like, she says she went on a run, but she didn't. Right. Okay. My biggest issue is that she keeps going on about how she eats the same as me. It's odd and annoying. Like I made chicken for dinner the other day. I get a serving and then she'll get multiple. After dinner, she makes a big deal of how we are the same and she isn't losing weight. Like I just watched you eat four wraps to my one. I asked her to stop. Uh, I've asked her to stop so many times. It's annoying, but whatever. It changed uh, to her telling me she eats better than me that she is being more health conscious and whatnot. My breaking point was coming home and the brownies were gone. I knew there were still multiples before I left. Later that day, uh, we uh, talked about how much healthier she is, and I brought up the brownies, and we got in a huge fight. So for a week, I kept track of what I ate, and I saw what she ate. Long story short, uh, it was a lot. the list was a lot longer than mine, let me tell you. Oh for, my God. Uh, so today, when we went on about eating healthier, I pulled out the list and asked her to stop because she clearly doesn't have healthier eating habits uh, and became a huge argument. She thinks I'm a huge a-hole for shaming her. Uh, and the final straw is I'm moving out. I can't deal with it anymore, and I shouldn't have to hide in my own home to make her stop. Mm. Oh, my God. I can answer this very easily. Yeah. They're both a couple of a-holes. I was going to say, they both suck, don't they? Well, I mean, yeah, anybody who has uh, been calorically challenged, uh, myself included, uh, Steve, I believe uh, you have been uh, at yeah. points in your life. Mm -hmm. I think we can all agree that you know, everyone's metabolism is different from everybody else's metabolism. And if what I eat would be different than yours, then we could gain weight in different ways or lose weight in different ways. So to compare what you eat to what somebody else has eaten, why, and how much weight you've lost or how much weight you've gained is a, a foolish exercise because everyone processes food in different ways. Yeah. And, uh, and they'd be critical of somebody makes you look like a bigger a-hole than you probably actually are. It sounds like she just wanted out of this roommate relationship to begin it's with. It's a good way to do it. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm done with you telling me how much I how I how much you eat the same as I do. Yeah. I'm moving. You know what I find is actually a, a very good uh is a very good plan for um roommate relationships mm -hmm. mind your own damn business yeah that's a good way to do mind it. your business people don't do that enough focus on you i'll focus on me you do you i'll do me mind your business that's a good way to live Banks. you know what sometimes it's the only way to live all right here's the next one all right am i the a-hole yes for telling my extended family how many men my sister has slept with after she outed our youngest brother as a virgin <laughs> We had a family dinner this evening. My family has uh, four kids in total. Total. Me, my elder sister, uh, younger sister, and youngest brother. They're all in their 20s. 
Uh, extended family attended our family dinner, so all of our significant others, our cousins, aunts, and uncles, etc., uh, during the dinner, my elder sister and youngest brother got into a mild disagreement. My sister seemed, at least to me, to be coming across as very aggressive out of, fra- of frustration and losing uh, said argument. The two of them were too absorbed in the argument to realize the rest of us were getting a bit fed up. Eventually, my sister got really fed up and said, Shut up! I'm not going to argue with a 22-year-old virgin! My brother uh, hadn't done any personal attacks up until that point. It was completely unprovoked. I think it might have been the alcohol, as my sister is kind of a mean drunk. Uh Anyway, I immediately told my sister to grow up and that she was making an embarrassment of herself. She replied by saying, everyone knows he's a virgin, and she didn't say anything wrong. This annoyed me, me, as my bro definitely has confidence issues and doesn't need to be made fun of like this. Uh, so I responded by saying how she slept with well over a hundred men while she was in college. And since, and that since everyone in the family knows this is not a big deal, right? Turns out her husband didn't know this. Amazingly, I genuinely assumed he must've known. He left the party angry saying my sister misled him about her past. Oh, yes. Family is uh, blaming me for their marital problems. I refused to accept I did anything wrong. My sister bullied my brother in front of everyone, and all I did was give her a taste of her own medicine. No, what you kind of did is out of the body count, Uh, which can be very controversial depending on who's around you. It sounds like everyone sucks in this one, too. (laughs) I was going to say. The the only one who doesn't seem like he sucks is maybe the virgin. There's a couple of comments. One person making personal attacks doesn't mean someone else should, especially since you weren't even in the argument to begin with. True. She has inserted herself in that argument. Right. Uh, yeah, both of you suck. Not cool after, uh, of her going after the brother like that, but there were much better ways of diffusing the argument than stooping to her level of personal attack, regardless of the aftermath. I feel bad for the husband. Um, coming to this realization that I married a who well, maybe a former hooer. I mean, it's like yeah, maybe she just kind of grew out of it. Wait a minute. You told me you were loose lips Lisa because of uh, of the trombone you used to play. Right. Well, technically, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it just was a rusty one. Yeah, that's a. Uh, she shouldn't have gotten herself. Involved. Yeah, you know what? I'm honestly, if if you're in the uh, in an argument with somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's ways of of doing it productively, but once you start, once you start deflecting to that level, and mm-hmm. that's really it is, I and mean, that's that's a deflection, um, then then all of a sudden that says more about you than your sister who's got a body count of over a hundred. See, I would do this in order to never have family dinners again. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah. This is a great tactic to get out of another family dinner. Start some sort of argument. Or, or insert yourself in somebody else's argument mm-hmm. in order to uh, make people not want to come back over your house again. Actually, the, the more shocking insult is not that your brother is a virgin. The more shocking insult is that your body count has just been outed. Yeah. And it's a lot. Yes. 100 people is quite a lot. Again. I mean, I mean I, 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 I'm not judging. I'm not judging. I'm just saying that based upon the uh, regular population of the entire globe, that's uh, you're in the top. Three percent. I'm still thinking about this husband driving home and uh, asking questions. Oh, really? How many? Over a hundred? Yeah, but hmm? dude, you know what? Don't get too angry. Yeah, you've got, you've got that little lady now. 
Oh yeah, you you, got, win, you win the prize. Yeah, she's yeah. A, she's a nice she was a nice creamy surprise think, when you think, got her. Yeah. Think, think of all think of all the experience that she has yeah. that it led up to this you know to this little uh, this yeah. little buttercup for she, you right now. She, her, I call her Susie Q because she was filled with cream <laughs> and she was just so sweet. With two sandwiched between two pieces of cake. And there you go. That's another round of Am I the A-hole? Oh, very good. It's 722 on Rock 102. It's 726 of Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Dan Brown has the forecast because he is the best guy to do that for you. Did you see the story? Uh, no. About, okay, then never mind. You see a story about uh, Elon Musk yesterday? Uh, about no, this, I about actually About this Neuralink didn't. thing? No. Oh, is that with the monkeys and all that stuff? Uh, Elon yeah. Musk said Monday that his brain science startup company Neuralink has just implanted a device in a human for the very first time, a possible step towards a product that he said would allow people to control almost any external device just by thinking. Uh, Musk made the announcement on, uh, on Twitter, X, which he owns, said the patient who he did not identify received an implant and is recovering well. The initial results, he added, showed promising neuron spike detection. Gave no details about the procedure, the patient, or the device that the company implanted. Science, scientists for decades have worked on similar ideas for brain-computer interfaces that, if successful, could one day assist people who are physically disabled and change how people communicate and more. Uh, That's scary. It's, you know, I can understand him building cars. I can understand him sending rockets into space. I'm a little concerned about implanting stuff in your well, brain. Now, it would be great. If this is the kind of thing that could help people who are physically disabled. Uh, on the other hand, it would also be kind of interesting if we could communicate just by shutting up. Yeah. But I uh, I don't know if I really want to volunteer to have something implanted okay. in my brain because Elon Musk told me it was a great idea. Hang on. So let me just do a quick Google search here because I remember this story coming out about, uh, yeah, this was from uh, last year. The gruesome story of how Neuralink's monkeys actually died. Mm-hmm. So they were using monkeys to test this thing on. Right. Uh, potential securities fraud have been leveled to Elon Musk over statements he recently made during the regarding the recent deaths of primates used for research at Neuralink, his biotech startup. Letters sent this afternoon. This is going back to last year. Uh, to a top officials at the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission by a medical ethics group. Basically, what happened was these monkeys died because they were getting zapped in the brain by these things that they implanted into their heads. Well, there was there was that, but there yeah. was also they, so the, uh, they would drill a hole in the monkey's coconut, right? Mm. And uh, that means two things, right? Yeah, and they were using an unapproved sealant to close up the holes. Now. And I don't know if that's like expansion foam. I don't know if yeah, was that, was that <laughs> it was spackle. Great, great stuff. Yeah, neuro, right. Neuro great stuff. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was one of those uh, the, the flex tape you right. put on your head. I don't know. Yeah, the guy underwater slapping the tape against the side of the tank. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if 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 that's it. Uh, but you know, uh, uh, the idea here is these uh, telepathy products would allow people to control their phones or computers just by thinking about it. Uh, I, I don't think that's a good idea. I really don't think that's a good idea. I don't think that. I mean, if you're the way you're taught, the way you presented it was like, okay, it's going to help people who may be paralyzed or have disabilities or something like that that, yeah. that can assist them with it. Okay, maybe I can see that. 
But how many? How does it distinct between thoughts? You know, think about how many times you think about something that you wouldn't normally do. Yeah. So if you, uh, you know, were thinking about, uh, I don't know, calling up somebody you hadn't talked to in a long time, but you're not really going to do it. But with the phone, how can the phone distinct between? How does the? Th- I don't understand that. I see. This is the. This is the uh, apparently the technological mi- miracle of this thing is yeah. that somehow understands or has the ability to bind uh, synaptic reflexes in your brain to understand yeah. it kind of like the way AI would do, but now it's going directly into your head. Uh, I don't think I need that. I need a new roof. I don't I don't need that. You know, I need to This is y- just, <laughs> this is just like that movie with Tom the Minority Report with Tom Cruise where the thing is reading the chip inside your brain and it's c- creating advertisements directed toward Anytime you walk by the advertisement on the wall of a subway, right. like a subway s- station, the screen would change. The screen was changing to match whoever was walking by it. Right. That's scary. That's not, I don't want that. Unassisted reality is complicated uh. enough. Never mind having Elon Musk get his little, you know, spindly little fingers into yeah. your brain. And I know there's a lot of people out there who, uh, you know, uh, create this guy to be some sort of genius, but it's not really him. He's just got the money to do all this stuff. Yeah. He might be good at, like, making electric vehicles and and ruining uh, uh, social media platforms, but I don't know if his forte is actually helping anybody yeah. with uh, science that I mean, way. you know, Twitter was kind of a... <laughs> A failed experiment to begin with. He's only made it worse. Yeah, but he doesn't. Do you want, do you want, do you want that guy in a, charge of a, a brain implants? But a guy doesn't. He, he's that's like to him. That's nothing. That's like he doesn't care if he's losing money on that thing. He's making money all these other places. Oh yeah. It's not like and he's to, not the only one investing in these ideas either. That's that's yeah, part of the the process. He's got other investors in this. That's how these rich people uh, get around paying taxes and all that stuff. They have something. Oh, you know what? Here's. I have all these successful projects, but here's this failed project that I spent twenty four billion dollars on. Yeah, I'll just take the uh, I'll just take the loss of my taxes. Yeah, yeah. You don't even know what a write off is. No, but they do, and they're the ones who are writing it off. It's seven thirty one. News is next on Rock one hundred two. Here's your seven thirty five with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Springfield Public Schools Superintendent Dion Warwick announced that he's retiring after forty eight years. No, Steve. It's not Dion Warwick. It's Dan. Dan Warwick. Oh, I misread that. We had this whole thing prepared. Uh, no, it's not. Uh, it's not Dion Warwick. I mean, oh, yeah. she she is a wonderful talent. Uh, Don't get me wrong, but uh, not the same. Mayor Dom Dom joined Superintendent Warwick to announce that uh, he will finish the school year before he officially retires. Superintendent Warwick uh, oversees over sixty schools with more than twenty three thousand students and approximately five thousand employees. I hope they play this. Well, uh, I'll never walk away this uh, walk. I'll never love this way again or uh, walk on by. What would you rather hear? This is uh, that's what friends are for, right? No, I'll never love this way again. That's what you this is. My yeah. And made each walk on by is a better one. See, I, I thought. Uh, oh. Anyway, when you see uh, Dan Warwick walking down the street, uh, say congratulations, uh, Mr. Superintendent. Forty-eight year long career. Can walk on by. See, I would have went with that. What friends are for? 
we do that one? You want to do that one? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I can do that. All right. Uh, sure. Let me just pull up your... Oh, oh yeah. Aren't you, didn't you do this on Baxi's Musical Fun Bag last week? Uh, no, I did not play this one, but I can see why you uh, would think I would. Was it Stevie Wonder in this? Is Stevie one? Wonder, Dionne Warwick, yeah. uh, Elton John, uh, and... Uh, never thought I'd feel this way And as far as I'm concerned Glad I got the chance to say That I do believe I love you And I I should go away Well then close your eyes and try Feel the way we do today And then if you can remember Alright, here we go Okay Keep smiling, keep shining, knowing you can always count on me. For sure, that's what friends are for. For good times and bad times, I'll be on your side forevermore. That's what friends are for. Well, anyway. Listen to this next line. Well, you came and opened me. Yikes. Really? Is that really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And now there's so much more I see. Ooh, that's uh, pretty racy lyrics <sighs> very from this pro- work. Very provocative. Well, anyway, uh, she's not going to be the superintendent anymore. So It's he. It's Dan Warwick. Yeah, and it's a 48-year-long career. So, the- so uh, I, I, that's, a, that's a long time in one job. I mean, I've got like 2,784 days, 16 hours, 22 minutes, and... 50 seconds left to go before I retire, but, uh, you know, good for him. Congratulations to uh, Mr. Warwick. Now they got to find another superintendent. Remember they had, remember, remember he got the job because that other guy was like, he, he was like spending money like he was uh, rolling in D's and good ass jobs. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He, uh, that, was, uh, that was in 2012, you can believe that. Yeah. That's that long ago. He had like gold chains around his neck. He was walking around. All mm-hmm. uh, he had like properties in Springfield. He didn't even live around here. He lived somewhere else. Oh well, yeah, that was a mess. Oh well, yeah, and that's why they uh, picked Dion Warwick to be the uh, Dan Dan Warwick. Yeah, that right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, an arraignment date has been set for the suspect involved in a shootout that injured a Wilbraham police officer earlier this month. The Hamden DA's office said 53-year-old Michael Ortega will be arraigned in Palmer District Court on Thursday. Ortega had been hospitalized from injuries he got during that shootout in which he also injured 29-year-old uh, Wilbraham uh, officer Cameron uh, Prosperi, who, as of this past weekend, remains in stable condition at the hospital. Man, still in the hospital. That yeah. sucks. I hope but he's, he's stable, got... so that's, I mean, right, that's, but that's I, good. I, I, we just uh, hope for a speedy recovery on that one because that's, uh, that's nasty, you know? And the dude was like just eight months on the job. That's uh, that's tough. Yeah, that's got to suck when you're, you know, you're just starting out. You got a new job going on. I'm sure he was a police officer somewhere else uh, before he before he got that job. But, uh, you know, that's not what you expect. No, especially in a sleepy little town like Wilbraham. Yeah, Wilbraham is like uh, kids opening car doors to steal change out of the out of the console. Right. Yeah, you know, littering. That yeah. that's that that's a crime I would suspect in uh, Wilbraham. Just days before the start of the spring semester, the UMass Amherst community is reacting to some students who were robbed on campus Friday night. 
Western Mass News spoke with students to say they received an email alert after the robbery took place, and now they're hoping the university stays transparent as the investigation progresses. Uh, it's a little alarming to see that as an email alert, said Joanna Dustin. It's kind of worrisome being a student on campus, uh, not in a dorm, so I'm a little worried, hopefully, that uh, that gets resolved and we, we get some sort of follow-up with that. Uh, Joanna Dustin is a junior at UMass, and she said she's never heard of a robbery on campus until Friday's incident that took place at Lot 13. Hmm. Well, that, does, that doesn't mean that the robberies didn't happen on campus. No. No. This... What's different about this one? I don't know. Social I mean, media? Probably. Yeah. The, the fact that uh, everyone was sent to, you know, text messages that something was going on. According to campus police, four students were approached by two men in ski masks outside of Olympia Place Apartments. One of the men demanded the students' licenses and their money before both suspects left on foot. As students start to move back in this week ahead of the spring semester starting on Thursday, a feeling of fear is in the air on campus. Meredith McKenzie was on campus the night of the robbery, and she shared her. See, they're just asking these bunch of kids, like, hey, uh, tell us how scared you really are on this campus. That That's kind of what it comes down to. True. But you know what? I mean, it, it, it would be wrong to say that these things don't happen. I mean, you know, college campuses, uh, you know, sometimes are targets. Yeah. Which is doesn't make a lot of sense to me, because if you're spending any time with a college student— uh, you know they have no money. Most of them are broke. Is that true? Uh, yeah. Actually, it is true. It is I re- true. I remember collecting empties from everybody else on the floor just to go down to trade them in for a six-pack of Genesee ice and whatever rot-gut rum that was on sale for 59 cents a nip. See, that's industrious. I told you what we used to do. Yeah. There was a blood center right off uh, uh, across the street from uh, my dorm. Yeah. Like a kitty quarter. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, you could donate plasma, and they'd pay you like 25 bucks. Hey, that's a pretty good deal. And especially with the deals back then in the 80s. Oh, my God. You could have I mean, listen, what, they would, what you would do is you would donate your plasma, right? Yeah. And as you were leaving, you got a cookie, and they told you, hey, whatever you do, don't drink alcohol. Which, which is you, that a threat or yeah. a, a dare? That sounds like a challenge. Yeah. So what you would do is you would ignore that advice. You'd eat the cookie on your way out, and then you'd take that twenty-five bucks, and you go to the either the nearest package store or to a bar, because back then Marquette was loaded with bars. Nickel, and nickel draft night. Nickel draft night, man. Yeah. Absolutely. For twenty bucks, you could put yourself in a hospital. That's awesome. Great fun. That was some good times. And you know what? Uh, yeah. In a way, uh, that advice to not drink alcohol after yeah. donating a, a few platelets. You know, it was probably good advice, but it was practical and yeah. uh and economic because i can get a whole lot drunker a whole lot faster you know uh it just reminded me of all the uh the booze we used to drink mm. back in that lammers hall over at westfield state mm-hmm. when it was a college you can't do that now it's a university it's much it's a much nicer place than it was 24 years ago <laughs> but um that we uh, remember the remember the bottles my my neighbors used to drink uh bush bush light or something like that, right? Was nothing else available? But it, yeah, well, it was the cheapest thing to drink. That's why you would drink it, you know. Right. We, college students really don't. It's not about the taste. It really isn't. It's about how much alcohol you can get into your system. True. So it really doesn't matter. But uh, they used to have those bar bottles. Remember the bottles were different than the ones they sold in the bars, and they were longer yeah. next to them. Yeah. And they would come in these boxes. 
that means two things. They would come in these boxes that were hard topped, and yeah. then you flip them flip open. Flip them open, yeah. And then they'd be recycled by. It was just you'd bring it back to the to the liquor store, and then they'd refill it with more bottles of beer. But we used to use those as furniture because they were so well they were so well constructed boxes that you could use them as a coffee table mm-hmm. or a, even a even a chair if you put a couple of blankets over it. Yeah, you know, I hate to say I hate to say this, Steve, but uh, your generation was not the one that invented that. I'm, We've I'm, been do- college yeah. students have been doing that forever. We used to be able to get a case of beer. Yeah. For just three ninety nine. Oh, now man. it was terrible beer. Yeah, Make yeah. no mistake, it was awful, disgusting type of beer. But for three ninety nine, how can you beat it? Yeah, that's a good price. I, I wasn't suggesting that we invented that, but that was that's a thing that doesn't exist anymore because they don't make those boxes anymore. It's you too can't, bad. You those can't. Those boxes would still be around today. Now the same uh, bottle you can buy in the package store is the same bottle you're going to get in a bar. Yeah, they don't have the, the need for that anymore. Too bad. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast. I'm glad we got to the real hard news today. Yeah. Uh, between Dion Warwick and everything else, <laughs> I didn't tell you about all the murder going on. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast. Cloudy today with a high of 32. Tomorrow, when, uh, Wednesday for uh, cloudy and a high of 37. It's 30 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, oh, yeah. You know, Ben. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7.50, almost 7.52, and Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, cloudy today with a high of 32. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 37. It's uh, 30 in downtown Springfield. Time to rip into the old mailbag. Letters. Oh, we get letters. We get letters every day. Mailman, mailman, mail today. Oh, we got letters. Let's call it on the today. Oh, boy. Mailman, ding dong. Mail today. Welcome back to the Bags of the Dale program. I'm a sub-50 Dale. We're going to run into the old mailbagger. Someone has written. Yeah, well, you uh, you had mentioned that whole Elon Musk thing with the uh, the implanting chips into the head, and then uh, I said some things, you said some things, and then uh, that triggered a lot of people. Sure, or one. Right. Uh, here you go, guys. I have you have to you have. Oh, I say, guys, you got to stay away from political commentary. You don't know enough about Elon Musk. The guy's goals are to make lives better for everyone on the planet. And ruin Twitter because he doesn't allow political censorship anymore? The old Twitter thought they could censor and delete a president. And Bax obviously wasn't listening to a word of that roommate's a-hole story we did last hour. Mm-hmm. He says people have different metabolisms. The girl was eating four times as much as the other girl. Hello? Y'all just need to go back to Seinfeld and Mark from West Springfield and stick with the crap that works. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, a couple of things. First of all, uh, the guy he killed a bunch of monkeys, putting putting chips into into monkeys' heads, and, and tried to seal up the holes with like a like joint compound. Uh, and 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 he's being questioned for ethics violations because of that. I uh, I don't think that's a fair. I don't think that's an unfair criticism mm-hmm. to say. I don't want this thing inside of my head. I don't. I don't think he should be doing that just randomly with human beings after yeah. he killed a bunch of monkeys. 
And as someone who's, uh, you know, been using social media for like the last 15 years, yeah. I got to tell you that uh, X is almost unusable. It is unusable. It's not, it's not, I actually deleted it. I got rid of it because it was just a bunch of, it, it turned into just like this, just load of spam yeah, going spam on. And, and noisy BS. Because the problem was he didn't really transition this thing the way he should have this whole X or Twitter into X or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the advertisers bailed out. And so now what you have as advertisers is a bunch of people just trying to get their products mentioned that, and, and the weird thing about some of those ads yeah, is that Twitter even labels them. This product is probably not true. Although they're taking the revenue from the company. <laughs> it, it, just, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Now, as far as the, uh, the political piece to that, I said, since that happened, since they, they took Trump off of Twitter, yeah, that was the wrong thing to do because mm -hmm. I'm a free speech guy. I'm, you are. I'm a huge free speech guy because this is what we do. Uh, we wouldn't be able to do the things that we do if we didn't have that freedom of speech. I thought that was a horrible move by Twitter to take Trump off of off of Twitter, regardless of what you think about the man or yeah. what you think about what he says. And if you're not interested in what he has to say, you don't have to follow him. That's right. And you don't have to look at it. Right. You don't have to involve yourself in that. So right. I, I, I don't know. The, the people who call themselves listeners really don't listen to anything that I say. And I also uh, pointed out that between the, uh, the two uh, roommates and who's eating what and how much. Yeah. Uh, do you remember me also saying that the solution to this problem was to mind your own damn business? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that really kind of says the whole thing. And uh, mind your business. And you know what? Uh, Mark from West Springfield has been canceled. Thank you very much. For good reason. And Seinfeld references uh, we have to reach a younger audience. It's too late for sorry. Now you're grounded, monkey. We're doing iCarly references now. <laughs> <laughs> you got to reach the younger crowd. All these kids know what iCarly is. Yeah, well, and everybody that's knows right. that line from that the Revenge of Chuck. You remember that one? I do. Next uh, next hour, we're gonna recite some uh, some 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 uh, dialogue from uh, Drake and Josh. Uh, when did you turn into my wife? That was another iCarly reference. Oh too. yeah, that's great, uh, great uh, stuff. Ah, oh, well, really there good. you go. That's on the old mailbag. It's 7.57 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. On Rock 102. Uh, cloudy today with a high of 32. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 37. It's 30 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, here's a little interesting uh, tidbit of news for you. You ready? Mm -hmm. A naked woman walks into a convenience store. Really? Yeah, I, it sounds like a like a beginning of a joke. But she walks. a naked woman walks into a convenience store armed with a potato peeler on Sunday. Of course, it happened in Florida. And yes, she was drunk. Did she have a potato on her? Uh, I don't know if she did or not. 35-year-old uh, Celia Barrett walked in, uh, waltzed into a store in St. Petersburg Sunday evening and started yelling about getting kicked out of the same store a day earlier. She threatened the two workers with the peeler and said she was going to kill one of them. Is that even possible to kill somebody with a potato peeler? I think if you were to uh, you know, cut somebody in very thin slices over an extended period of time, yeah, you could probably kill somebody. She also toppled a display of Red Bulls and tore open a carton of cigarettes, spilling them all over the floor. Oh, boy. An employee called the police, and she was still fully naked when they arrived. She also started pleasuring herself in front of the other officers. 
Hopefully not with the peeler. I, I think that would be the injury. Yeah, well, there's the handle end, I suppose. Yeah. You know, I don't know what kind of uh, vegetable peeler we're talking about Maybe here. it was a potato. Whew. I call this one the dictator. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Whoa. She, uh, she told them she had a, about six shots of liquor. She's only facing, six shots. Only six. She's facing uh, charges for aggravated assault, disorderly intoxication, trespassing, criminal mischief, and indecent exposure. But uh, I guess alcohol makes you do crazy things. Le- uh, you used to work at a convenience store, right? Yeah. Okay. If someone walked in and they were naked. Yeah. And clearly the sign on the door said, no shoes, no shirt, no service. Yeah. Would you turn them away before they had the chance to pull out the vegetable peeler? It depends on who the naked person was. See, this is about the time that was about 25 years ago. I was the clerk over at the, uh, used to be a mobile station in Hamden. Yes. Yeah. I, now, uh, had the guy who uh, would come in and uh, get all the snacks you know, with with the uh, with what they call that the, the fupa hanging over the uh, yes. the pants. That guy I would not want to see naked. However, Misty Menthol Lights girl, she uh-huh. was hot. Okay, she would do come in, do her little bubbly self, and go, "Ooh, Miss Hack and Misty Menthol Lights, please." Mm-hmm. And uh, I would have liked to seen her naked, but uh, all right, maybe if- not now. I think those Misties probably took a toll on her. She was a young, spry girl then. Now, had had a woman walked in and she said, I'd like 30 bucks on pump five? Yeah. Would you have accepted that as a reasonable exchange? You know, you know, yeah. Yeah. I even thought, without no I, shirt, no suit, I, I, I no prob- service? I probably would have done that. Yeah, I suppose I would too. Yeah. 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 But the vegetable peeler, that's, uh, I mean, that's threatening. That's, that, that's an impose because you know, those can be very sharp. You know, take a skin right off a potato. But they, but they, they, they get unsharpened very quickly. You peel two or three potatoes with that thing. You've already dulled the blade up, and it's not like you can take – you can't take a peeler to a knife shop and have it sharpened, can you? Uh, well, I don't know. I've never had to do that, but uh, but I've never been attacked with kitchen utensils before. I mean, uh, never been attacked by, say, like a uh, – uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know, like a lemon zester. Oh, no, one's, that, no one's ever had, gone after me with that. That would uh, – or uh, Because well, uh, the lemon juice would sting. Yeah, that would that would really that would yeah, really, it would burn. really do the, on 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 the cut. Yeah, I would see that. Right, but uh, I don't know. I uh, six. I want to know what kind of liquor she consumed. That makes a big difference. It does. Then you could blame that particular liquor on making you do crazy things. Did you ever have a liquor that made you do one thing? Is is there something you should stay away from? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, right. Yeah, but back in your youth, back in, your in my youth, days, I, I would I would say like. Uh, Tequila wasn't always a great mix yeah. for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I loved it, loved it, but I couldn't. Uh, you know, I had to stop at like ten shots. Yeah, yeah. once couldn't about, go any further than that. Yeah, once I got beyond that, then it just spelled bad things for the rest of the night. I uh, I uh, had always stayed away eventually from Southern Comfort. First, it was like this novelty. I'm like, oh, wow, this is great. This uh, tastes like caramel and booze. Yeah. Uh, and it was pretty good. And then there was an incident with, yeah. the, with the Southern Comfort. Uh, then I said, uh, I don't think I should be consuming this anymore. One of my uh, my roommates in college, and this is a Southern Comfort story. I've never actually seen this happen to a human body before, but it happened. And I saw it with my own eyes because I wasn't even that drunk at the time that I saw it. He, uh, he got an early start one day after class in oh, college. Yeah. And... 
I don't know where he got the money, but he bought himself a bottle of Southern Comfort. And uh, he was drinking at a pretty steady clip. Mm-hmm. And uh, something physiological happened to him, which I thought was like a miracle. As he was drinking this bottle of Southern Comfort, his hair started to stand up straight off his head. What? It it was all stood up. You ever ever like walk into like a room with a lot of static and your yeah. hair kind of uh, yeah, you know, yeah, like blow, yeah, yeah you take a hat off and your well, I mean I used know. to have those problems yeah, yeah but, but you've seen that happen now think, it happens down below right yeah, go ahead yeah. He was drinking it, and all of a sudden, for whatever reason, I don't know, some sort of uh, you, you know static field that was surrounding the bottle, but his hair started to stand straight up. I had never seen that before. Now, it's, it is possible. I may have been hallucinating, but I, I swear to God, I've never seen something like that happen. And we both saw it. He even looked in the mirror. I said, dude, look at yourself. And his hair was like sticking straight up. That's pretty amazing. I've never seen that happen before or since. Of course, I've never been with someone who's been drinking only Southern Comfort to get there. Sticking straight up like uh, like the real sci- or the weird science poster, the movie poster where the hair, yes. hair was out like yeah. that. Yeah, all right. right. I could see that. I like that. Unbelievable. That was a, a miracle. Never never, uh, never seen that before. A miracle. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, it's just the way the body's was- reacting to the alcohol poisoning and the, uh, the cirrhosis of the liver. <laughs> probably so much gas built into the uh into his uh intestines that you know something had to give yeah there was nothing comfortable about that southern trip i've never had anything comfortable happen after a night of southern comfort <laughs> in fact it should be southern discomfort that uh that was a that was a it was a dangerous uh, situation i had put myself in as a mm-hmm. young man where i drank uh, uh, an inordinate amount of southern comfort and then i'm lucky i didn't like choke on my vomit in my sleep like do that whole Jimi hendrix oh yeah death uh kind of thing because that was it was it was just too much i had way too much and uh the smell i could still smell it yeah if i think about it i can still smell that awful smell you know it's it's funny that you bring up the old uh, returnable cases of cheap beer oh yeah yeah, yeah. uh because you know we used to buy those all the time not just for furniture uh you know you know, a chaise lounge or, a, you know, a, you know, whatever you could be. Whatever Most uncomfortable be. chaise lounge ever. You didn't care. Uh, we would, uh, on occasion, do a case race between each other. So we, we'd both buy a case of $3.99 black label. Oh, yeah. Good Black stuff. label. That that goes down smooth. Mm-hmm. Like like broken glass and razor blades. Yeah. That's that smooth. And uh, so the idea was we would drink a beer every fifteen minutes and then see who, you know who lasts. Well, I and I couldn't, I could never do it. I mean, I ten and I was done. And I said if I do any more than this, the whole night's going to be ruined. Uh, but he he finished that uh, that case and then went out. Oh, I went out, and then it was time to oh, go yeah, out and, have, okay. and to let the let the night begin. And so I, I to this day, he and I are still very close friends. I I applaud him for that. He has no liver left in his body, yeah. but nevertheless, he was quite a hero back then in 1985. You know, that reminds me of the time, it was like the week of finals at Westfield State, and yes. everybody else was studying for their finals, but I didn't have any of those. I had all projects that were already completed and done and handed in. Oh, perfect. In. And, uh, you know, there was a couple of us, hey, we're going to go to, uh, we're going to go to... Uh, 
Kahunaville later on tonight. You guys uh-huh. want to go out to Kahunaville? And I'm like, hellsy hell to the yeah. I want to go to Kahunaville and sing karaoke and all that other good stuff. Watch those people dance on the bar like they're surfing <laughs> in Hawaiian shirts. And, uh, and What a responsible place. And I decided, uh, you know what? While I'm waiting, why don't I just drink this pack, this uh, this 12-pack of uh, Keystone Ice oh, while I was sitting there. I only got about eight in. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, and then my friends are like, "Hey, we're all going out. You're ready to go." So of course, obviously, I didn't drive. I wasn't driving. But uh, this this uh, young lady took a bunch of us to over to uh, Kahunaville, uh-huh. where I proceeded to uh, consume like three of those giant thirty two ounce beers that they had. <laughs> because that was like the cheapest thing that they had there. Right. And then uh, somebody suggested I do a shot of Goldschlager as well. So I did. And that's the thing you got sick of. That's the thing that made me sick. Yeah. Went into the bathroom, painted the entire stall uh, with my my delicious Goldschlager uh, uh, Keystone Ice Bud Light mix, and then uh, went back out and then ordered another beer yeah. to the point where the girl who had brought us goes, I don't think you should be consuming any more alcohol. No, no, no. I just shouldn't be consuming any more Goldschlager. And then, uh, and then proceeded to drive me back. She left everybody else there to drive me back to campus. Yeah. And as we got up to campus, there was a campus police officer. Now, I was passed out in the, in the passenger seat. I don't remember any of this. But uh, I'm passed out in the passenger seat, and uh, the cop says to her, well, who's that? Like, to, about me. Right. And she goes, oh, this is, this is my, he's my floor mate. He lives next door to me. And uh, he's not coming in here. So they turned her away, even though she went to the school and I went to the school. Yeah. They didn't want that kind of problem going on there. So she decided, now she's sober. Yeah. But she says, I got to get this guy back to his dorm. You can't have him fall, you know, pass out outside. Yeah. So then I wake up and all of a sudden we're in the middle of the square of Westfield State. Like mm. she drove on the sidewalk and I'm like, am I dead? <laughs> <laughs> And then proceeded to, uh, you know, get me upstairs, yeah. uh, get me into my room, uh, you know. And I, I think I have a, I have a picture that I'll have to, I'll have to post something. Oh, you're gonna have to. It's a, it was a shirt that's, uh, it was the day after, and it, uh, it said "Ready, Set, Go" on it. It was a, it was a startup <laughs> for one of the, uh, the railroad things that they, that the t-shirt memorabilia that I've had from there. Uh, Highly unrecommended for all of you youngsters out there to consume that amount of alcohol. That is just, it was just not a good idea. Well, the the good news is, the good news is they no longer make Keystone Light. Yeah. That's that's now a thing of the past. They they don't make that anymore? In 2021, uh, Coors Molson discontinued a bunch of really tremendously good brands the kind of brands that you know binge drinking were built upon keystone light would have been one of them yeah uh, old english 800 which uh oh man that's a thing i loved past. old i love yeah. the old e drinking that from a bag yeah. in the 40 ouncer oh that was good stuff even yeah. even uh even like i believe uh mickey's fine malt liquor ever have the the mickey's big mouth never had that one the holy hand grenade of beer nope never oh, had that's that. good stuff man uh, uh what was the one uh what was this stuff called it's silver. It was in a. It was it was a malt liquor. It was it was it was like a silver bottle 
to it. I can't remember the name of the damn thing. Um, I don't know. It was a giant butt. Well, anyway, that was that was some good stuff. That's that. It sounds terrific. That'll make you get into a fight with somebody. <laughs> Anybody. Anybody. Even, you don't even need a reason. What are you looking at me the wrong way, lady? It, I'm just trying to get my money out of the ATM. <laughs> well, get the hell out of here. It's 824 on Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery. They print their shirt on... 831. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A woman was left with serious injuries after being hit by a car Saturday evening in a parking garage at Bay State Medical Center, according to Springfield Police. Around 5 p.m., an adult, uh, as an adult female driver was attempting to pull out of her parking spot in the daily garage, she struck the victim, who was a pedestrian, and two other vehicles. After hitting the pedestrian, the driver remained on scene until police arrived. The pedestrian was being treated for her injuries at Bay State. I would imagine that she would, because I can't imagine, oh, you know what? Uh, we got to bring you down the street to Mercy. <laughs> I don't think they would do that. I don't know. Uh, Bay State is cooperating uh, with law enforcement, uh, and uh, that's according to the manager of public relations, uh, Heather Dugan. The Springfield uh, Police Department Traffic Bureau is investigating the incident. You got, especially now, this time of year, people mm-hmm. rely on those backup cameras and, and all those things, but the problem is like, my backup camera is covered in salt. You got to go wipe that off, yeah, to make sure it, because people get too reliant on the technology to see what's around the corner and all that stuff. So, I mean, I, I know, don't know uh, what happened here. I'm, I'm just assuming something like that happened. But you see, t- I mean, the backup camera is fine because you want to make sure that there's nothing behind you, behind you out of view. So, like for example, either they always tell you when you're getting your license to look back yeah. rather than to rely on mirrors or anything like that. Right, and you should. Because you can't, you don't always get a full view just by looking at the at the at the rear view camera, right? The backup camera. I think you need to to do both to do it to do it right. But uh, you know, people just rely on the easy thing, and that's to look at the camera. I use the camera and the mirrors. That's all I do. Now I'll look. I'll look behind me. No, I won't look behind me. If somebody's uh, backing up and I don't see them in my mirror or the camera, you're too close to the car anyway, and you deserve mm-hmm. to be hit. <laughs> I was at uh, an event last week, and I don't want to say where it was. I don't want to say who was there, but let me just say it was a restaurant that had a parking lot. What's it that rhyme with? I'd rather not say, but uh, typically it's a, they've got a parking lot that is manageable, Mm -hmm. but on this particular night it was full and people didn't know how to park in the lot. I think part of it was because, you know, the salt and the snow had covered up all the yeah. lines, and so people were just, like, making up their own rules. Random spaces. So I leave this place, and I got to get out. And normally, I would pull my car out and then, you know, go around. But there were cars that were parked so stupidly that I couldn't possibly get around them. So I had to do the whole thing in reverse. Yeah. And I didn't rely on the camera. I, I literally, you know, turned around and did it and did it that way. But... uh and this time of year, people not only forget how to drive, they really forget how to park their car. Yeah. And just assume if I leave it here, it'll be fine. How you uh, how you doing managing that uh, that truck you got now? Is it uh, is it a little bit more difficult than driving a regular vehicle? No, it, it it's <laughs> I know what you're getting at, but okay. no. The problem is you know there's no there's no shift apparatus other than buttons. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, so it's you know this it's not on the column. 
of the yeah. of the of the truck. That's not even a you know a, a, a shift you know in the center console. It's buttons. So my 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 got a parking button. Behind that is a reverse, which is you pull it back, and then there's the drive button. It's yeah. all buttons, and and that's taking some uh, getting used to. That that reminds me of like a car I saw when I was a kid. Uh, it was like one of my brother's friends had one of these classic cars. That yeah, was like a it was like an automatic vehicle, but it was a push button thing. It was like one of these things they tried to do that didn't really take off. Yeah, you ever see those? I and, yeah and, yeah yeah. And uh, that I I I, kind of, I don't know if I like that kind of technology. I push button. I, I love my truck, but that is the one thing that I would say is a little awkward when you're learning uh, to drive it. Now I'm four thousand miles in. You would think I would be, you know, used to it by now. But you know, yeah. sometimes just you know, by muscle memory, I'm looking. I'm 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 looking for a shit. I'm looking for the gear. I'm looking for the the, 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 the shifter. gear shifter. Yeah. Doesn't work anymore. All muscle memory. I know. I'll get used to it. Uh, Give me another 4,000 miles. I'll be ready to go. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, uh, eventually, you're going to have to go back to another vehicle. Like, event, you know, eventually, yeah. and, then you'll be, and then you'll be weirded out by the shifter. Exactly. Uh, West Springfield is searching for a standalone home for its police department away from its municipal office building, according to Sergeant Joe LaFrance. Spokesman for the West Springfield Police Department, a, uh, the police station is woefully small for the size of the department, 95 people including dispatchers and records clerks, and the facility is outdated and antiquated. For example, LaFrance said the uh, roll call room also serves as the place where officers write reports, eat lunch, and until recently, train. That's a lot going on in That's one room. That's a lot going on. We don't have a bathroom for male or female officers forcing us to use the town hall facilities. The men's locker room is in the basement of the town hall, but it's unusable due to poor air quality. There are no showers or a locker room for female officers. We have very little storage space or office space. Uh, LaFrance said the town moved the police station from Park Avenue, where the senior center now sits, to the town hall municipal building back in 1970. West Springfield is one of the last municipalities in the state to house a police department in its municipal building. By the late 90s, it was apparent the department had outgrown its location, and the department's detective bureau moved from the police station to a vacant space on the third floor of Town Hall. I didn't realize they were all over the place like Yeah, that. no kidding. Uh, since much of the town's land is developed or has been uh, protected, available options for a public safety complex are limited. Mayor uh, Reichelt has announced the creation of a police station sighting committee. What does that mean? I saw. Like they're going to look for. Yeah, like that. Will, that looks like a police station. No, ooh, that looks like a police station. Ooh, that looks like a good place. Give, give me your binoculars. Let me see this. Why don't you get Detective Katie on the scene? Oh my God. God! We are totally moving into the new digs. You should see the land we are looking at. Listen, I have to put my makeup on. That's going to take time, and I can't find a bathroom mirror that's open. Oh my God! I right now I have to go get ready over at Town Hall, which is like totally inconvenient to me. And I really want a place where we can all, like, work together as one. Why can't we all be on the same floor? We shouldn't be separated by departments. This roll call, I don't see any rolls or pastries being served anywhere. Yeah. I don't understand why we can't just text you that we're here. <laughs> roll call should be now a Snapchat. Yeah, we're gonna, right. We're going to snap that we're here. and We're going to take pictures of the office behind us. Then you know we're in the building. Maybe a Zoom call where I can just leave the camera off or take a duck face selfie while I'm on there. Oh, my God. Becky, guess what? what? We're moving to a new location. Ah!
must hate us over there. It's really fine. That's That's a, a, is, it, is it fine or is it, uh, is it something <clears throat> we need to worry I don't, about? I don't know. You know what? I'm sure Will Reichelt thinks it's funny. Yeah, he probably does because he, well, I don't know. Do you think he's, if he's laughing at that right now when a cop walks by his office door, yeah, what are you laughing at, you little funny boy? Why don't you bring your grandpa over? You, you and your grandpa going to tell jokes to each other, you do? Huh? 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 <laughs> hey, Will Reichelt is the man in charge. He is, well, he, a small man. In Once charge, Ed yeah. Sullivan tells him it's okay to do, he's in charge. It's okay, son. We'll get you your own phone soon. <laughs> Someday this whole city will be yours. Uh, does this sound like a good combo? Uh, pizza and guacamole. A major food brand desperately wants us to start dipping pizza in guacamole. You know, I once saw the I mean, the first time I saw someone uh, dip pizza in, in ranch dressing. I thought, mm-hmm. well, that's just that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And then I tried it and going, it's really not that bad. And then you know, then and then uh, you try something else that seems to be absolutely disgusting. You you know, that's not such a bad thing either. What? Yeah, guacamole on pizza. Well, the reason it's being counterproductive, but I I don't think it'd be all that awful. Uh, Hormel Foods owns the brand Holy Guacamole. And they're behind the push. They did a poll that found out 74% of people would reach for guacamole at a Super Bowl party, and 91% would reach for pizza, but only 17% have tried them together. Right, because they're meant to be enjoyed separately. separately. They're not meant to be You're, put you're mixing cultures. They're, uh, they're holding a contest and launched a website called guacafypizza.com. 250 fans in San Francisco and Kansas City will win free pizza and guacamole on Super Bowl Sunday. I think it's just a dumb marketing thing. You make, you're mixing sounds... cultures in two different continents. I don't know if that's a, such a great well, idea. Well, I mean, we do that anyway. I mean, uh, listen, uh, you ever go to uh, Peppa's Pizza over here? Yeah. They have, like, some of the coolest, like, creations of pizza. Yeah. One of the one of the better ones I've tried over there was the, uh, it was like, I think it was cheese tortellini on top of, it's like a white pizza with, mm. with cheese tortellini baked into the, to, to the cheese. It's so good. Really? So good. But if you take like a buffalo chicken pizza and yeah. you dip that in either ranch or blue cheese, I can see that happening. Sure. Because, again, not with red sauce. You can't have. You can't dip blue. You can't mix tomato sauce and and blue cheese. It just doesn't really yeah. kind of work out that way. Right. But if you had the buffalo chicken and you dip it into the ranch or the blue cheese, whatever you prefer, it's not a bad combination. All right. I can I can see that. I just don't. I you know I just don't think that. Um, I don't think pizza is embellished by dipping it in guacamole. No, no, and I can't even imagine any flavor of pizza that would taste good on that. You know, my favorite thing to dip what? into a guacamole, my fingers. Oh yeah, because then nobody wants to eat the guacamole, and it's all mine. Although, if you think about it, like a fajita, yes, is kind of like dipping. I mean, if you're putting guacamole on a fajita with all yeah. the ingredients in it. That's really not that much different than having baked in cheese to a pizza and then dipping that into guacamole. But again, it has to be, it can't be a red sauce. Like I wouldn't put like a, tom- a pepperoni pizza in a guacamole. Maybe like a, like a white chicken pizza, like a, like a, like a, uh, maybe a broccoli and chicken. I've had, I've had a taco pizza. That would be perfect. Taco pizza. Yeah. 
with like you know the taco seasoning, uh, the meats and stuff, and do they, cheese. Do they make that over there? Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do. They uh they they do a lot. They do a lot of weird, wacky, good stuff though. You know what I like over there? What the garlic knots? Oh, with the on the outside of the pizza crust. Well, that's good too, yeah. but just the regular garlic knots. It, to me, it's a butter delivery device. Oh yeah, they get but they got the the, the pizza. With the garlic knot crust on, yes, and then that's I think delicious. It's like a like a margarita, margarita pizza. Yeah, right. Just sauce and to, like fresh tomato and mozzarella. A little, little basil, yeah. yeah that's, that's good stuff. That is some good stuff. Ooh, boy, now I'm hungry. And you would think that after yesterday, I'd never be hungry again. You know what? I haven't eaten since yesterday. Since I ate that stuff yesterday, <laughs> I, I didn't eat anything. I ate like a little bit last night, but I was like, I, as, as a medium, going, what am I doing this for? I, yeah. I'm I'm not hungry. Yeah, we. Uh, if you want to go back on the podcast later and listen to our conversation about uh, Fletcher's barbecue yesterday, which, uh, bam, man, that guy's got that guy's got some banging stuff going oh, yeah. on over there. Oh yeah, your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, cloudy with a high of 32. Tomorrow cloudy with a high of 36. It is 31 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, oh, yeah. Do big name dealerships have your back? No. Does Marcotte Ford and Holyoke? Yes. Why? Because they're a community-based Ford dealership that cares. And you'll see why when you walk through the door. Have a seat in the Lug Nuts Cafe and discuss your dream with a member of the Marcotte team. You'll hear everything you want, selection, service, which means the start of a relationship with peace of mind for the life of your vehicle. Marcotte thanks the community for having their back, and they're ready to have yours. Marcotte Ford, 1025 Main Street, Holyoke. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock, 849, and Nirvana with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, <coughs> <coughs> A little coughing uh, going on. There. You got something going on? <coughs> yeah. Was... All right, well, while you recover, let me just tell you uh, tell you this. You I know, snorted a pixie stick, and it got in my throat. You don't, you don't want to do that. Yeah. Uh, you want to go to rock102.com. Uh, today is uh, Shop Tuesday, of course. Uh, if you uh, spend any time on the website, you probably know that. Shop Tuesday's always got uh, something good going on. Uh, this time, Fishtails Bar and Grill. Today at 9, Fishtails releases certificates for their bar and grill in Hatfield. Uh, you'll find what you're craving at Fishtails. Stuffed haddock, scallops, uh, pan-seared, herb, herbed butter. Is it herb or herb? Herb. What? Herb. Herb. Uh, herbed butter, salmon, swordfish, tips, daily specials, including from noon to 4 on Fridays and Saturdays, and fish and chips, just 5 bucks. Are you kidding me? Today, you could save $30. Excuse me, 30%. 30% Fishtails Bar and Grill in Hatfield, available today at 9 o'clock, just a matter of minutes from now, on the Shop 30 store at rock102.com. 30% off at uh, Fishtails Bar and Grill in Hatfield. Uh, that sounds like a pretty damn That's good a deal. pretty good thing. I like, I want to, I gotta, I gotta get up that way, try some of those places. You know, I've never been to the, uh, the Waitley Inn. You never wanted to go there. You never been to the Waitley. I, I got to get up in that area and 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 check this place out. I haven't too. been out there in forever, like a really long time. The last time I was there, I was at the uh, Porn in the Corn there at the yeah. Castaway Lounge, which was many many years ago. We're bringing it back. They are bringing it back. Now it's about time. Yeah, that's what I like. A lot of uh, a lot of ladies in that uh, that line of work. You know, who are, uh, you know, desperate to get back in. But there's like, you know, with the Mardi Gras closing and, uh, you know, some of the others that are no longer uh, with us. It's yeah. like, uh, you know, it's, there's a whole population of unemployed dancers out there unable to dance, you know, for uh, for the money. You know, it's a, it's a noble profession. A lot of them out there. What do they do? What do you do 
when you're now an unemployed, out of work, and possibly overqualified exotic dancer? You do what they all did and went on OnlyFans during the pandemic. That's how they. That's how they survived. Yeah, but you know, there's a. I think there's a social component to wanting to get back on the stage and yeah, you know, grinding on a brass pole. I feel for these women. I really, truly do. Do you really? I do. Yeah. You know, for some, this is a vocation. This is this is what they were born to do. It's the business that they 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 strived for, and only to have it taken away because of whatever reason. You know, certain uh, towns don't want it there, or you know. The owner sells the building, yeah, you know, what have you? And you know what? Think about the think about the guys. You know, uh, many of them don't get affection or or attention from mm-hmm. any other female. They're ignored by most women, other than the ones you pay for. That's it. I'm, That's uh, it. I was a customer. I know. I used to pay for the affection. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Now there's you know, a bunch of guys in Western Mass with a bunch of sweaty dollar bills just you know stacked yeah. up. Waiting to be used for yeah. the next, for the next, uh, you know, amateur night. Yeah. I mean, you know, like you know, the the magic lantern is gone. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, Teddy B's or uh, the scores, you know, that blowed up. I don't know what's going on at center stage. I don't know what's going on over there. Listen, you guys, uh, you know, pay, going to pay to go see women to give you attention. Uh, just get married. It's the same thing. You're pretty much giving up all your money uh, to somebody who's trying to show you some sort of affection. And you get abused for it every once in a while, yeah. too. And How you won't that? have sex there either. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's that's right. right. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, what was the uh, the thing you always... Uh, you don't get uh, you don't get any sex at a strip club, but you do get effed. That's, <laughs> that's for sure. That yeah. is there somewhat true. All right. That is true. And that goes the same with marriage. Yeah, well, but you know, but but still, you know, I, I uh, it would be interesting to know. You know, uh, you know, from uh, those women, what they're what they're doing now. Where did they go? Um, I don't know. But you know what? If they're really uh, desperate for a meal, because uh-huh. you're not, you know, you're not making. Today is 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 National Croissant Day. Is it really? It is. I had no idea. And Burger King is giving away uh, breakfast sandwiches for a penny. You know, yeah. say what you want. I don't know if you're one of these hoity-toity, well, it's got to be from France type of thing, no. but a croissant made at Burger King is a whole lot more delicious than you might think. Well, it, I mean, if you're a if you're an out-of-work stripper, this kind of represents what uh, the world you left. You know, there's the two pieces of bread with a couple of hams in the middle of yeah, it and yeah, uh, yeah. drooping down in the middle. Oh, yeah. yeah. All, all that, uh, that worked-in butter. Uh-huh. Uh, that uh, croissant, by the way, is a French word named after its crescent shape, if you didn't know that. Uh, but they supposedly originated in Austria as early as the 13th century. So there Austria. you go. Austria. I had no idea. I always uh, thought it was French. We, uh, there was, we could only find one national chain running a deal today, but it's a pretty good one. Burger King is selling their croissant breakfast sandwiches for a penny. They've got seven different types of sandwiches to choose from. But, of course, there's a catch or multiple catches. You can't just pull up to the drive-thru and roll out two pennies and say, yeah, or, or, or maybe two stacks, rolls of pennies and go, I'll take a hundred of these things. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to feed, feed the all wor- the out-of-work strippers. Feed the world I'm, for a dollar. I'm going to feed all the out-of-work <laughs> strippers that I've got uh, here. Uh, you have to be a member of their Royal Perks loyalty program. Ah. You order through their website or app, spend at least a dollar, and it only runs through their normal breakfast cutoff, which is 10.30 a.m. at most locations. By the way, having it, it uh, offers you no sense of actual nobility. Um, yeah, that's You're true. You're not a, a member of the royal family simply because you are part of the BK club. 
Uh, a lot of McDonald's fans think Burger King's breakfast sandwiches are trash in comparison, so maybe the penny is still overpriced. I will tell you, uh, McDonald's breakfast sandwiches still are delicious. You know, the maybe funny, among some of the best things in the entire menu. The funny thing about like McDonald's, McDonald's has really good food items, like or as far as as taste goes. I wouldn't necessarily compare a quality, uh, healthy kind of thing. Sure, but as far as taste goes, there's nothing that beats those French fries. Like those French fries are unique on their own. Oh and yeah, they're, and they're not. And they used to be even better when they used to fry them in the beef grease. Mm-hmm. We need to bring that back. Screw I these know. vegetarians. Uh, people should be eating meat left and right. They really should. I mean, we're we're a carnivorous species. And uh, one of my favorite items is the sausage McMuffin with egg. It's delicious. I was always a big fan of the sausage, egg, and cheese McMuffin. In fact, in the early stages of my career, yeah. when I would work overnights, uh, I would uh, I would do my job and leave like around like 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. and I would go right over to the McDonald's, which is like near my apartment. Yeah. I'd get two of those things, sausage, egg, and cheese, yeah. and then I would uh, immediately go to bed. Oh yeah, well that's a yeah. great way to that's a great way to lose weight. No, it was a great way to build uh, you know, build uh, a shape. I became a very gumdrop shape well, after a while. That's mostly protein if you think about it. Oh yeah, no, and I was burning it off while I was sleeping. The uh, do you ever do the, do you ever do the real fat guy thing and get the hash brown and put the hash brown on top of the sausage and egg McMuffin and eat it as a whole? Who do you think invented that? You didn't invent that. No, I didn't. But, but I some used other to do fat it. guy did. You used to do it all the time. Some other fat guy did that. You know what? Well, let's cut out the middleman here and stop eating these things with two hands and just put it into one one little breakfast sandwich. There's all kinds of little tips and tricks you can do. You know, the double quarter pounder with cheese. When they used to sell that, yeah, tastes so much better when you push them together. Yeah. That's a full pound. That's a full pound yeah. with fries on top of it. Hell yeah. And a couple of nuggets in between. You, you, you get your, And a filet of fish uh, thing. You make yourself a land and sea uh, yeah. surf and turf it's kind a, of it's sandwich. A, it's a surf yeah. and turf. Yeah. Wash that down with a chocolate uh, chocolate shake when the uh, when the shake machine is working, and then you go to bed. Hey, uh, by the way, your cardiologist is on the hotline. He's telling you. I'm sorry. I'm busy. I can hear him screaming. Tell him I'm not here. I can hear him screaming. (laughs) It's 858 Rock 102.